What's up, everybody? This is your host, Billy. We have a special uh, episode today. We have a really good guest from the East Coast. Everybody say hello to Lenny Lashley. Hey, how you doing? How's it going, man? That's good, man. How is it over there right now on the East Coast? Uh, It actually, uh, like uh, yesterday, we we got our first kind of little cold-ish snap. We've been living in, uh, in this... Summer, like it was uh, like 70 degrees two oh, days wow. ago, and now last night kind of dipped that first first night to dip down below zero. So, oh, dude, <laughs> that's so. uh, <laughs> it's below oh, zero. Penguin. Man, I was like 43 or something here the other night, and I was like, oh, this is freezing. <laughs> it's, really, it's really not. <laughs> 43 is pretty good, actually. Yeah, I was wearing a tank top. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I think that's probably how I got this head cold, but um, that's cool, man. So, um, dude, thank you so much for um, joining this podcast today, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's cool. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I actually, I have to admit, dude, I, uh, pre-2018, I was not aware of Lenny Lashley or Darkbuster. I did hear of Street Dogs, but um, I did, I was working with a band called The Last Gang, and we did a show in Las Vegas, and they covered... Um, one of your songs, and I. Yeah, after that, after that, I became the biggest fan. So. <laughs> great, great, uh, great bunch of folks. I really love them guys, and I and met them through through touring with the Street Dogs. We did a little run with them uh, years ago. Super, super nice guys and girls. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I was like. As soon as I heard that song, I was like, who the hell? Like, that's not your song, you know? Like, who is who is that? And then they told me, and then I just went on the deep dive, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think I have, like, some weird version of, like, the East Coast punk or something. Like, I just, I'm not, like, as heavily, I don't know as much as I do about, you know, like, the West Coast stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's understandable. I mean, it's a... It's, uh it's funny though there is like there is some so you take the tie yeah uh with uh with last gang and uh and like uh them and fat records and all of that and, and uh and fat mike is is really been down with the east coast stuff for a long time and yeah. some relatively fuel bands obscure funk bands on the east coast you know yeah he seems to have a, a vast knowledge of all all punk rock so I'm, you know like i try to be on that level but it's just so hard man <laughs> there's so many fucking yeah. bands out there sure, i'm not on that level about anything really probably so <laughs> right. so you got, you got a new album coming out yeah yeah uh it's a uh, friday it drops actually and uh, uh some buds of mine that uh, uh 
run this uh, clothing company, Omerta, help me put it out to kind of like a first release for them under the brand. But uh, but Mick, the uh, Dirty Mick, the guy that runs the the, the shirt company, uh-huh. he's had he's had experience. I mean, he's done you know over thirty releases. He was based out of Long Beach for many years and had a little shop there and uh, and had a. Uh, Label Dirty Mick and uh, he did he did a ton of releases so yeah, that's cool and they're uh, dirty uh, D U R T Y correct yeah that's correct yeah yeah I did I did a little research man <laughs> yeah right on um, yeah dude I'm I'm really excited about this uh, upcoming album you said it, it, you've had it you've been sitting on it for a while correct well yeah I mean I, I guess sitting on it really the way the things are manufacturing wise in the in the in the back order of of getting vinyl pressed has been the real delay you know the album's been in yeah. the can that it's it's been it's been the longest process of ever that I've ever had putting something out I think it was it's like two two years or something since we were done That's, and from the album process to actually get to this point you know that's crazy man <laughs> that's that's crazy yeah. well maybe it was maybe it's closer it was like two years when the whole thing started it to, to get us to this point but really yeah i mean the re- the recording aspect of it was a was a, a quarter of the time really so oh wow and and how many songs do you have um on this album how many uh, what's going to be released 11, 11 songs total. Okay, cool. Right on, man. That's that's uh that's a pretty good that's a pretty good number. Anything after good. ten, like, I like. Yeah, it's like one of those double numbers, one and one. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> and uh, what's the title of the album? Uh, the album's called uh, Five Great Egrets. Five Great Egrets. Or as Beck uh, from uh, Omerita likes to call it, Five Great Regrets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the play on words on that. And I, I didn't even... He was the one that pointed it out. It was not intentional. I am really? not even... Yeah, I'm not close to that smart, really. I could. I, I, I have trouble tying my own shoes. Well, I've heard I've heard you tell the story about it, uh, but let, let, go ahead and tell uh, our our viewers. Uh, as far as the, the album, the title. Yeah, yeah, I like the story. <laughs> well, so I live on the East Coast, and uh, really, I, a lot of times I'll go for a little ride in the morning, do co- get you know get coffee and kind of get my head together and and enjoy uh, you know the coastline or whatever. Yeah. And I was doing one morning, I think we were still, uh, I must have been listening to mixes or whatever and thinking along the lines of what would, would be a title. And uh, there was a little estuary uh, that I passed that had a couple of these, what I thought were herons all my life. I grew up. <laughs> and uh, it turns out I have to do a little research and, yeah. and they called egret, uh, great egrets. Oh, okay. there's nothing there huge or anything but it just kind of it was one of those moments of clarity it stuck out to me and i thought well that seems like as good as as good of a title as any as anything you know so yeah man would would you still name the 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 album after the bird if it was the other the other um bird I mean, it's the same bird, just my foolish name for it. So I, I, I heron, five great, five, five herons, yeah. the five white doesn't have the same ring. I don't no, think. No, it doesn't. Oftentimes, it's like uh, it's funny because I'm, I'm really a big fan of that guy Benjamin Todd, uh-huh. and he talks about uh, a lot about. Uh, 
in his lyrical stuff how he searches to have words that just fit perfectly and and, and sound right together and yeah. that's kind of the case with, with this it just seemed like it flowed it, it seemed like it would and then I like I said I didn't even realize that it was five great regrets where it would get tied into it but wow yeah we're I, that's I every time I've heard it I'm like that's what I think of every time and I even yeah. stumble on it um half the time <laughs> I mean it, it probably is thematic you know what I mean so yeah that's really cool man I like I like it dude I, I'm I'm excited I'm really excited about it me too. Uh, yeah, you, I, you know what? You've put out a lot, of, like a lot of different music too. I really dig that, dude. Like you, you know, like with Street Dogs, Dark Buster. Um, I'm not. I cannot think of the other name. The the um, oh, r- r- at Project Color Piss Poor Boys that did like one record yes. that people seem to do. The, the Piss Poor Boys, dude. That's such a cool name, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's a uh, like rockabillyish uh, country kind of folkish it, it, it's so cool man oh thank you bud i'm a very i have a very eclectic um mix too so i love listening to like a lot of different stuff man and it's and it's it it's cool because it's you but it's also it's also something different you know and i, I dig that yeah i mean i think that's important i always liked that about uh, uh about bands that did that like the clash where you could couldn't identify uh, the clash stylistically, I don't think, in 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 pack them into one kind of uh, mail slot, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if I took, and even before that, when I was younger, before I was introduced to them, listening to like the, the Beatles, and they were they were undefinable stylistically, you know what I mean? That was that was really important, I think, to me. I agree. I I totally agree. There's a lot of Beatles haters out there now, and I I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Trump supporters I don't get either. But That's true. That's true, man. What? what is the world coming to, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't... You know, the funny thing is getting older and all that. Uh-huh. I, every, it's, it's funny. Older you, the older I get, there's certain things that I thought I would never like musically. Just not to keep it on the music uh, vibe. And yeah. over time and kind of exposure... Uh, I've, I've developed like my mother always used to say that about food you you get you acquire a taste for something you know you yeah. get older I didn't like stuff when I was younger and then uh, the older you get well okay maybe maybe this the spicy is right you know so yeah I don't know always room for for keeping the door open to stuff I think you know yeah I've, I've heard you um, speak about you you have a, um, a, a like for Taylor Swift I like Taylor Swift a lot. The, although the new record that's that is is breaking all kinds of uh, sales and chart records or whatever, that one doesn't. It hasn't grabbed me as much as the, the Cruel Summer one that she did a few years ago. That I I, I remember I was with out on tour with CJ Ramon. Yeah. We were in Australia and had at the end of the tour we had like three days. We were just hanging around Perth, and it coincided when that record came out. Yeah. So I just went down a little exploration, you know, like, okay, well, let's see what this is about. And that album really, the song, everything on that album just kind of hit me like a brick. So I get that, man. I've, um, I've actually been, I've been a fan of like Lana Del Rey and like Billy. I Lewis. love her too. Yeah, man. And I just love that, that, that wispy, quiet sound. Like, I mean, I listen to it every night when I go to bed, but, um, 
Spotify was rec- kept recommending uh, Phoebe Bridgers to me, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" You know, and um, just kept kept putting it on my playlist. And man, I am now the hugest Phoebe Bridgers fan there is, dude. Like I'm like, I get a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, like the, the recommendation thing. I try and you know, because I'm not I'm not pretty I'm not so hip at what's going on. So when I get a recommendation, I'll do a little searching and, and investigate and. And that, that's cool. That is cool, man. That I like to hear that about the artists that I listen to. That they have, you know, like they're not just stuck on like one thing. And that's the crazy thing is like a lot of um, punk rock fans or fans of this genre, they don't really understand that most of the artists that they listen to don't just listen to punk rock or even probably don't listen to punk rock at all for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure like like we were talking about uh, Fat Mike. I mean, he's got, yeah. he, I, I'm sure he's got a broad palette of stuff that he listens to and very knowledgeable in the, in the punk rock game too. Yeah. I, I don't know, it gets kind of convoluted, convoluted when because it's become the job of the industry to kind of to to compartmentalize stuff in styles and kind of lead people down. Yeah. Like it's like instead of having the Dewey Decimal System in the library, they kind of send you towards <laughs> towards fiction. You know, okay, is fiction or hero biographies? And that's funny. I remember. Uh, hearing like an old radio interview with uh, Graham Parsons and he they were talking exactly about that like him having to, to to categorize what he was doing and he 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 was adamant about saying like it I don't get why you have to why you have to put a label on stuff it's like yeah. it's music music is good enough if it's music but I, the business yeah. the business wants to do that I think you know more than anything I agree man and I've uh, even coming up um uh, it, it, trying to be in bands and stuff I've always wanted to make more of an eclectic sound but it's like you're always told no like stick to one yeah. thing and it's like where would we be musically if we kind of all just you know didn't have that whole like it's stuck in the same genre kind of thing yeah I mean so that's the creative end as opposed to the business end of it right yeah because because it's easier the, the, I guess the methodology with the with anything when it comes to, to like to sales or is the identifiability people want you to people want it, the labels want you to kind of have a sound that people identify with and not change once it's working don't change that yeah so totally. you know it, like, it's like the business it's like the business aspect they also the business people the business end they think the cons- consumer are just <laughs> we're just stupid and you know oh you can't can't stray too far away from that because then they're not going to understand you know who you are or what you do you know it's like it's kind of yeah. weird classic example right is the the, the the bohemian rhapsody movie the queen movie or whatever right yeah. and, and they're like and where would we be if they if the band folded and listened to record execs and didn't come up with the with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody you know what I mean yeah. they listened they, that album never that song never would have made the cut and and, and that that's, that song has been trans, 
transformative to a lot of people. I mean, that's like a pivotal song in a lot of people's uh, existence, you know? Yeah, there, there are a lot of people saying that might be the greatest song ever written, too. Right, it never would have existed had they had they backed down and listened to the guy that run the label or whatever. So, and I'm sure that's how I'm. I, you can't. I wonder how many songs have been cut that we haven't ever heard because of that. <clears throat> yeah, it's the battle, right? That's, that's a that's, shame, that's, man. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, a lot of folks have. I mean, Tom Petty was was uh, was was constantly in that battle, and and. Uh, you know, I think you get a. It's, I look at it like you have to. You have to be able to pick your battles. It's just like being in a relationship. You know, the yeah. old, old time. They pick your pick your battles. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I just think it's funny how. Um I mean, there's a business side to this whole thing, and and you got to play the game, I guess. But it just how it's so how to touch most of the business people are. Like um, they were putting out that movie. Uh, what is it called? Now you now you see me. It's like that. It was some movie about magic magic heist people <laughs> where they're like taking yeah. over, like trying to steal money from corrupt businesses, and then uh, with magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the easy sequel name would have been and now you don't. But then yeah. they were like, but the the audiences are too dumb to understand that it would be a sequel, so we have to call it and now you see me too. <laughs> like yeah. it's just oh, kind of crazy. Don't get me started on Hollywood for crying out loud. Those guys haven't haven't produced the film with a, a good, unique, original script in, in so long. It's, it's They just rehash old movies, you know? Every, oh so, my gosh, I can't even tell you, they, man. Like, yeah. They make, like the, the basis of a movie is a, is a, a Nintendo game. It's, it's exactly. Crazy. Or uh, even a board game. Or a ride at Disneyland. Like, it's just, they're like, let's just point at things and we'll make that a movie. Yeah, it's pretty weak. I think they're going to make like a Monopoly movie. I think they're doing all the Hasbro. They'll make a movie about us hating on them probably soon. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, that's uh, something I wanted to touch on too is, um, you're from the East Coast. The East Coast is usually, you guys lean a little bit towards a different, uh, you know, you guys are totally lean different way politically than we do. Actually, Boston's pretty, um, or Massachusetts, I should say, is a little bit <clears throat> more liberal leaning. But you are actually, well, you are, you're pretty liberal leaning. Yeah, well, that's what people, I think, I think that, it's, you know, like if we go down the, you know, the governmental politics side of things, that's certainly what the, what people in power here would like people to believe about Massachusetts for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't know that I, I, I think the real life experience probably doesn't coincide with the, with what they with the parents that did like it to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a smoke and mirrors thing, you know. They say they're liberal and and they say they're doing all of this stuff. Certainly, it's leaned that way to garner votes from people. Yeah. But but you know, acting on things like that, uh, uh, I, I still think we're probably more conservative than than anyone would care to admit. 
Yeah, that I find. Yeah, I, I, I could see what you're saying on that <laughs> for sure. But I, yeah, I find, like I've found that you, you're very liberal and you're very like outspoken. Um, and I really, I really dig that, man. Like you're very like equal rights, um, pro, you know, pro rights and all that stuff, dude. And I love that, dude. Like especially, you know, in the punk rock scene where, where I, I think you were saying something about. Um, like we need a, like a um, like a web page where or something like that where all the punk rockers can get together and kind of like uh, kind of hash this out like get get rid of all these um, like faux pas that are in the punk rock well, scene. I mean, it's not just the punk rock. Uh, it's not just the punk rock scene. I mean the world. Yeah. You know. I, I was hoping that we would go kind of a little bit down this road when we talk because it's like it's whatever wherever whatever slant you take on the world you, you know at this point where we are globally or whatever it's pretty clear that shit isn't working yeah. like it's it's that, that doesn't matter what side. So really what it's turned into is the two sides in our political system pointing fingers and blaming whatever isn't working on the other guys. Yeah. And, and that, that fundamentally never gets anything done. I mean, that's... That's something that I did for a lot, large portion of my life, probably. You know what I mean. But now, coming on seven years in recovery and kind of being able to to try on a daily basis to be accountable for my own stuff. Yeah. You, you have to own a little, and if the guys that are running the show, the people that are running the show, aren't willing to own their own side of things like mm-hmm. that, it's just smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean. And yeah. if we can't talk about things, you know, uh, inequality. Quality, uh, you know, uh, poverty, these kind of education, uh, healthcare, all these things. If you just, they just become things that people lobby for and and, and get votes for, and then sweep under the rug. We're not making any progress. You know? I agree, and then we we use that as like a political weapon too. Like, and it becomes, oh, you know what? Like, vote for me because I'll get this done, and then and then they so just there's, there's, drag us along with it. I mean, there are human lives that are at play now. You want to talk about, like, yeah. in recent, recently in Mass, uh, it was, I don't know if it was the governor of Florida or one of the guys in Texas, but they they put people on a plane and shipped them. Yeah, that was Florida. To, that was Ron DeSantis. Yeah, so he sent, some, he sent a bunch of people to, like, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, and here's the thing. To, to really, if you want to dive into it, it's... Uh, he he's he's slippery and sly as a fox because Martha's Vineyard is a very affluent place, yeah. and people could exchange. And it, within a day or something, the people that he shipped to Martha's Vineyard were not on Martha's Vineyard anymore. You know, they had, they moved them to Hyannis, which is just the, across the the. the the little straight, the little uh, separation in, in uh, water, and then they were there in hiatus, and they displaced them. And, and so, fundamentally, I don't agree with anything that DeSantis stands for or anything like that. But yeah. he he did know how to illustrate, hey, you people that are are have advantages don't want these people living next to you either. So, yeah. like, it's kind of fucked up, right? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. And I really like that song that you did, um, where you sang the the the, um, the 
start of the uh, Statue of Liberty um, creed. I mean, yeah, was, all, of, all of welcome. Yeah, yeah, that song gets yeah. me every time, man. That's a that's a yeah, good I one. So. I mean, that was that was not uh, that was not subject matter that I thought I was writing because it was something that was that resounded in me that needed to be said. I thought, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like that's one of the most important songs that I've even heard politically in the scene. Like, and I think we, I mean, we need so much more of that, you know? Um, I mean, we have like propaganda. The thing I really like about your music, dude, and don't, please don't take this as a, a negative, because this is like, to me, it's one of the biggest positives. You could take, you take like such, um, I don't know, tough things to sing about and you make them simple and um, it just, it resonates for me stronger, you know, because like you can have a propaganda song and the dudes are like, you know, singing a whole course on politics in like a college course, you know, it's like, okay, I have to go study some of these songs, man, like and yeah. really kind of figure well, out I mean, what they're about. Yeah, everybody does what they, what uh, they ex- they've been around and, and know how to express themselves in the way they know how to express themselves. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. I'm I'm a keep it simple kind of guy. Maybe just because that's what that's that's the best way that I can express myself. Well, that's how I've learned to what I identified with punk rock really, and and and, and communicating with people is to try and be. You know, basic a basic bitch about it, really. You know, just yeah, say yeah. what they say what what resounds with me. Simpler is better, really, for me. When I try to get too too, uh, when I have try, have a tendency to try and sound too smart, then I'm 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 falling short. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really dig that though, man. Like I. The thing is, like, it is a conversation. It's a conversation that you want to have. You're you're basically trying to have a conversation or trying to tell people like what you're um, trying to convey, and it's it's kind of like that's the thing with propaganda to me is like I like yeah I'm a huge fan, but it's like you're not you guys are talking to these these people that probably aren't, you know, college educated, you know, people like you need to kind of dumb it down. <laughs> propaganda or, or like, you know, like that makes that may in a, in, in their own way that may force somebody to go to, to, to find, because like, I've done that a lot in recovery, but yeah. out of the process, like study words that you thought you, 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 you had a comprehension of and go after you look at the definition and write it down and kind of, it gives you a deeper understanding even of simple words that you thought you knew you know so if if it's forcing somebody or not forcing but if it's leading somebody to investigate then it, it can't be it can't be bad i don't think you know I agree. I agree. And actually, like, like I'm, I'm bring, I keep bringing up propaganda, but like, yeah, like, um, when the first two albums came out, they did make me want to go learn more about politics, and they're actually the ones that got me into politics. <laughs> but it's like, it's kind of weird. Like, I've noticed a lot lately. Um, like, I'm a lot of friends with like um, some punk bands and stuff on Facebook, and um, like, let's say, um, Good Riddance, um, Russ from Good Riddance will post make a post and then you have a bunch of people on there that are like oh I liked you better when you weren't political yeah yeah and I'm like when the fuck well, was good riddance not political dude like 
have you not been listening to the lyrics this whole time? Are you just, it's, it's, it is like, this is not a, a thing that's only happened with him. It's happened with like several punk bands that I've, I've seen this happen to. And it's like, where were you guys when the word, when the words, like, were you guys not singing the words or you just doing the oohs and the ahs? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Maybe people weren't. So I've been uh, set it up with two different things because I'm good friends. I know uh, Russ is good friends with the guys in Drop Chicks. I, so Seven Degrees of Kevin, Kevin Beck, yeah. and I'm good friends with them. Yeah. So when... Uh, when I first started listening in the early and mid '90s or whatever, going to see the Dropkicks, and I didn't really know any of the guys that well or whatever, just was going to see them at smaller shows. Yeah. I, I thought that most of their songs, because I was uh, deeply embroiled in my own uh, in my own uh, drinking and all that stuff, I thought they were all like. Like <laughs> breaking songs or whatever, you know, lyrically. Yeah, yeah, lyrically, yeah. Uh, and even like Cats and Bottles or whatever, you know what I mean. Even going way back to the day, and then yeah. when I had a when I had a little bit of more, my ears kind of opened, and I heard things a little different. Uh-huh. And oh shit, no, that's not no, that's not what they're singing about at all. <laughs> so there's true. that aspect, yeah, right? Yeah. There's that aspect, and then the other side of it is. Oftentimes, as people, listeners of music, or just people in general that are communicating, like two people talking to each other, Uh people hear people hear what they want to hear. So a lot of times, people are saying, "I like you better when you weren't talking politically." What that loosely translates into is, "I like it better when you weren't." saying things that don't align with my politics. <laughs> oh, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's, and then there again, that's that's kind of a little bit of an issue that we have in the world right now. There's no room for for dialogue, dialogue at all. You're uh, people trying to convince you that my side is the right side and and if you don't listen to me then I don't like you. That's true. And I, I've always been like a, a huge fan of like Bill Maher and stuff who have like, you know, who have guests on that he can conflict with. And, but it's kind of like, and he's been driving home the point lately, like, oh, we need to talk to each other and we need to, you know, like we need to stop the divisiveness. And, but it's kind of like at the same time, I don't want to talk to people that, um, that align themselves with someone who says that they grab women by the pussy and then, of course, you know, it's like, of course, why would I want to talk to those people? Like they, well, you know, like, that, but, but the, the, the thing you have to, I think the thing that I take from that is cause then you get into, you, you know, people with far right leaning, uh, uh, views, uh, you know, uh, on on race and this kind of shit. Yeah. I I think what I what I try and use in perspective, and I wasn't alive when when Martin Luther King and Gandhi were 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 trying to make social change. Yeah. But my mother was closely was 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 and and kind of educated us as kids a lot on that stuff. And and the point is. Uh, guys like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi, these guys knew that uh, you know, through hate and, and separation that no change would ever occur. You know what I mean? So That's true. It, we we kind of ha- it's a responsibility. We have to kind of be a little bit uh, take the high road and be a little bit bigger 
yeah. because because hate doesn't hate doesn't conquer hate. It just creates more hate. So yeah. you know, you don't have to align yourself with it or align yourself with the belief system or be but you know, to realize hey, people are people too to a degree, you know what I mean? And yeah. there is there's a you may not be right. You may not agree with how somebody uh, thinks, but, but but they have their own issues, and they they grew up a certain way, and they were probably taught a certain way, and you know yeah that's true the, the thing is with like I do a lot of arguing on social media and uh, I've, I've tried to argue so many times with these people and like just show them like hey man like don't you see this you know don't this is ob- very obvious to anyone you know you would think and it's like even the very obvious like I said like the grabbing by the pussy thing like yeah. like you guys are all like the right the right is mostly religious also, you know, it's like, and you guys are still trying to follow this guy, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. One example, a lot of of contradiction, right, that goes on in in in, in vows, whatever, and mores or whatever, you know, and it doesn't seem. That's why people get so put off by organized religion because it doesn't seem to drive. It doesn't. The actions of stuff doesn't jive with the methodology, with the the, the thoughts or the ideology of it, right? So, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, if there's going to be any change, somebody's got to step up and, and 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 man up and say, okay, well, there are basic, fundamentally, there there are some basic things that we all have in common. You know, it's a it's a program of attraction is what they say in recovery a lot of times. Uh-huh. And I think that, that, that if we took that example a little bit in life, yeah. you don't have to you don't have to necessarily pick up all the bad habits, but just be the best person that you can be. Yeah. If, I agree, man. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, and congratulations on seven years of sobriety, by the way, man. Oh, thanks, yeah, that's got to be tough. You work in a bar, right? <laughs> that's that's yeah. got to be kind of tough. Yeah. That actually makes things really easy for me. Oh, does it? Okay. I, even though uh, I try not to take other people's uh, habits or, or or behaviors, in, I try not to uh, judge yeah. on the, in that aspect. I can always regardless see myself in in certain situations and know that that oh, like oh yep that that would have been me tenfold that's me that you know like yeah or i would have taken it even even further so yeah it's been a it's not so difficult for me as far as that goes anymore you know the the, the living life on life's terms is a lot harder than than the staying away from substances really at this point. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And there's just a certain point when you're just like, I, I used to drink a lot, man. And uh, yeah, it's just a point where you're just like, I think that, I think I've had enough, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, that, that, life will beat it out of you anyway, you know? It will. And then sometimes, you know, it's just like, I don't know what it is, man, about... I don't know even know why I stopped drinking. Like I just feel like like I just don't need it anymore, I guess. And it's just not fun anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's an age thing or if it's a like I feel um like okay in my space kind of thing. Well, I don't I don't I know. Mean, any, you do uh, enough of with the same results and it isn't it, you know yeah, I think I yeah. I've done that a hundred times I know okay yeah, if it isn't 
if it isn't producing positive results, then I mean, we're, that's how we that's how we've evolved as a as a species, really. You know? Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. Well, um, dude, I'm so looking forward to this new album, man. Eleven tracks. Um, I, I have you been playing a lot of them on like your Instagram stuff, or uh, is that? I did. Uh, I posted like a couple acoustic versions of two of them last week, but okay. I'm also uh, kind of now because it's been so long. I'm actually concentrating. Like I've almost put it to rest, and I'm trying to concentrate on, on garnering some new material for for another thing. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's hard to believe because I'm here trying to promote the one and I'm already <laughs> in my head. I'm already thinking, well, if it's going to take two years for to get it, then I better start. Start working on the next. Right. Yeah. 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 I get that, but man. I'm, I'm really like, you, know, you hear a lot of people say everybody says when they they put something new out. Oh, this is the best thing uh, that, that I've ever done. You know what I mean? I, I really I have been listening to it a little bit more because I know it's coming out. Uh-huh. And I have to say that the, the the take that I usually have on it when I'm trying to be uh, objective about it is that it's probably the best thing that I've ever done, you know? That's cool, man. I love hearing that, dude. That's that's so I love every time like a new artist comes out with something and they're like I think this is might be the best I get I get even more excited man. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. I mean what's hard with the cast of characters that supported to I mean I've been lucky throughout the Gang of One uh, uh, projects to, to have to have a lot of, of uh, you know like a pretty fast-sided uh, array of folks that that help in yeah. the recording process. But even even more so probably for this one than any, and uh, so that's that's a, a bonus too, you know. That's cool, man. You said um, the Pete from the Bouncing Souls is uh, how he did he produce this album or? Yeah, so he's done. He's, he's it's been like ten years or so that we've, we've been working we're together. Real. That's so cool. This is the, this is the third full length that we've done together, and then we did a little uh, four song seven inch. It was the very first thing that we did, and uh, yeah, I mean the relation we have such a great uh, uh, personal relationship now, and such a good working relationship because uh, he, he's. If you if you are listening to this and you're in a band and you want to record with somebody that's really good, he's the guy to go to. He's so good. That's cool, man. He um, he actually recorded one of my friends out there, uh, band uh, Doc Rotten. They're oh, from, cool. Yeah, they're from New Jersey, I think. And uh, oh, I mean, they're definitely from New Jersey. But uh, yeah, they I think he worked with them on their last album. So, and it sounds he's great. Done, I mean, he's he's done a ton of of, of records of note, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, there's been a couple of bands too that I've like lately. It, it seems like every East Coast band I've been talking to lately <laughs> I've been going to him. So. It's like that's pretty yeah. fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's right. I mean, come on, bouncing souls, dude. Like, they uh, just played with um, Dropkick Murphys over here at uh, Punk in the Park. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was an awesome lineup. Oh my gosh, man! Uh, the first day was uh, four out of the five my five favorite bands. So it was like, if you would have just thrown the Descendants in there, that would have been called a day. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was, um, and it was like just two, I'm, I'm old now, man. And it's like two days of, from noon to midnight is, is just too much, man. Yeah. But you're stuck with the, you're stuck on the other end of the lens too. So you got to cover, you know, 
Oh it's yeah, not like you. Yeah, I'm running back and forth every set to see every band, and it's like I don't know. It was yeah. too much, man. If I'm not there playing something like that, that's very that I turn definitely into a pumpkin. I can't. I wouldn't be able to hang for a whole thing like that. Yeah, it is. Even if I was playing, I'd, I'd be sleeping under the van somewhere or something. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I went on tour at the last gig um, on the first Punk and Drublick tour, and it was like the last gig. Uh, the Interrupters, Mad Caddies, No Effects, Bad Religion. Yeah. And I, th- I don't know if I'm missing anyone, but I mean, it was like Bad Religion was playing Suffer every every set, and then they were playing yeah. um, like 10 hits. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, No Effects. And like, I was just like, and, and, and to see everyone hang out every night together and just... Um, I don't know, man. It was really cool, dude. And that made me want to get back into me on the music side. So I'm like trying to do that now, but it's like just seeing everyone hang out and, and it's like, yeah, once you, you've seen all these bands so many times, like you don't even, most of the bands aren't even out there like watching the other band, but it's like everyone watches bad religion. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, here's the thing is that then, then the, all those guys have been around. It's like, that's the fun part about being a musician or being part of something like that is because you inherently become, uh, you're tossing each other's orbits and become family by proxy on the road, you know, like road family. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really cool thing. That's what happened, uh, like I said, when, when we met the, when I, the street dogs were out playing with Last Gang, that's how I got to know all of those guys. I never would have had that opportunity where we're not doing a 10-day run, you know? I yeah, feel like yeah. it's a lot now that we've developed as a result, you know? Yeah, did you guys play with them in Vegas, like, 2018 uh, or something like that, around there? We, we did a whole, it was a bunch of Southwest uh, dates when we, we did that run. I know we did uh, Arizona, so Vegas, I, I, we pre- Vegas was probably in there, I, I think, on that run. Yeah. I want to say I was at that show, man. I don't, and I think maybe... The Departed was on. Mm, it's a possibility. And, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's all, you know, you're going to have to forgive me that I'm 58 and that the, the uh, short-term dude, memory. I'm 43 I and I, my memory is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, it's hard when you're, when you're moving so fast and doing that touring for me to remember, to identify I thought it was like a real standout something from a show. There's so many kind of shows that melt together. Yep. Well, I think that's what that stood out to me is I think because I remember there was a there was a a punk rock band from Boston. And I want to say it was the Street Dogs, and uh, like Departed was on, and like everyone was talking, like who, whatever band it was, was talking mad shit about the Departed, and I, no I could not stop laughing the whole show. Like it was, it was hilarious, because it was like they were like, I want to say it was you guys. Well, they never know. I mean, yeah. Mike, Mike had been known to, to pontificate, uh, so I. It was hilarious. It was so funny. It was like, oh, we don't act like that. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. It was, it was, and they were like, oh, you guys gotta play the departed while we're playing, and it was just fucking. Oh, oh that man. was a yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. 
that was idea. now now I remember it. Now it's coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I go to so many shows, it's like I can't remember the fuck I can't remember any anything unless like something funny happened or out of the normal, you know? Like no I mean that usually that usually happens, I guess there's so many and even when you're out on the road, there's so many of those things that happen, even those get blurred, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I yeah, I can't I can't even imagine. Like I've only been on like a couple little tiny tours, you know, like and nothing nothing past like a week or so. So it's like I can't even like I'm sure everything runs right into each other in every show. And then you got all the fans like, Hey man, remember me from this uh remember that time we talked and <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, that that can be. There's some people that are really, really good at that. I'm, I'm, I'm more like a big, like I always recognize somebody's face. Yeah. Her names again. I get fucked up on. I can't, I can barely remember my own. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good. But, my memory's fucking horrible, dude. Yeah, but the hijinks are like. There's always. Over the years, there's always you know like every tour I've done this. Some, some memory of like some really hilarious shit that's happened with a band on the road and, and uh, or be like with a, a support band or, or, or yeah, there's just so many of those that I'm going to write a book one day I think dude you should man that would be cool you know, the problem with writing a book like that though is you got to get everyone's fucking you know their sign off on it well I mean, I, yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've thought about this too, man. I got a lot of stories that I can tell, and I'm like, there's no way there's anyone's going to let me write about some of this shit. There's no well, way. Well, maybe, maybe the take is you do it like... Uh like they do at the beginning of Law and Order, and you say like uh, <laughs> <laughs> the names none of the characters. <laughs> none of the characters in this story. Yeah, uh, I, I thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that, and then and then just changing names, and I it, I mean, then it kind of, I don't know, man. It doesn't really have the same flavor, though. <laughs> yeah, well, good. It depends on how you go. You maybe just you got to get a little more creative. Then you can do like Mr. X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about either that or like just changing, keeping everybody's name the same, but or like having the same names, but changing what they did in that, you know, like yeah. uh, instead of Brian doing this, it was Krishna who did it or whatever, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I like that idea too. Yeah, because then they would be like, I didn't do that shit. And they would be like, well, yeah, you know, maybe you did it. But maybe that just changed the name, somebody, or, you know. Maybe somebody did. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is like if I wrote a book on this shit and all my friends wrote, like, they'd be like, did I do that shit? Like, you know, they, they would be questioning it themselves. So it's yeah. like. And then it's a matter of being. Uh, it's a matter of being, it's being cautious and respectful of what other people would want to share and, and, and that kind of stuff too. Because oftentimes, you know, like that's something I'm a little, trying to be a little bit more alert to is, uh, you know, things that I would think are, are hilarious. You know, maybe somebody yeah. else doesn't have the same, doesn't think of it as the same hilarity, you know? 
exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> there's so many stories man that i can tell that like i if someone's got a family now they they probably would not have that family <laughs> anymore you yeah, know what right. i'm saying a couple yeah, tijuana plus, trips yeah. oh yeah in there uh man yeah and my memory is just shot too like i there's probably stories that i i wouldn't even be able to get right i'd probably you know i'd probably get them conflated with some other story so yeah yeah that's a possibility too they say that that, that scientists have done studies and that's kind of how our brains work really you know yeah they say our memories just even if we have good memories our memories aren't you know we fill in the blank with whatever whatever we want to put there or whatever you know yeah totally totally so um what kind of plans do you have for this uh, this this new album, man? Are you going to be touring anything? Or are you going to be doing shows? I mean, that's the hope. The, the hope is, uh, and it's it's kind of weird how it's uh, how the whole project has kind of come because I don't have a real steady uh, group of people that I would call like a a band band yeah. touring. Thing. I have a bunch of different guys that uh, that are nice enough to kind of play and lend 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 their uh, talents to stuff you know what I mean so but with that being said a lot of those guys have uh, you know projects that are are more in the forefront of their priorities and stuff like that so I'm I'm trying not to get too about it thinking that that things will work out the the way they're supposed to you know Definitely, I wor- I'm working on some plans to kind of tour uh, Europe again come su- the summer. Okay. Uh, and it's just a matter of kind of figuring out how to be fiscally responsible with that because, uh, you know, flights and everything kind of always come into play, you know? Yeah, flights are a lot now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not at the point where I'm getting like large guarantees or that kind of even, you know, even large guarantees aren't really that large when you think about it. When you realize where everything goes, you know. Yeah, when you break everything down and all that. But, but it's just a matter of kind of figuring out how to, you know, it represents the record the way it is the best way I can, and and uh, you know, be able to provide for anybody that wants to, to, to help me do that you know yeah I get I totally get that you got to make it work for everyone if anybody's gonna come home broke it's gonna be me and everybody else gets paid. so that's that's just the way I operate so I'm the same way dude I'm the same my wife would probably wish it was not that way but I am definitely that same way yeah. Yeah, my wife hates me for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'll pay. I'll definitely pay everyone else out, and then I'll be like, money doesn't matter to me. And my wife's like, well, fucking money matters to the fucking mortgage, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's just because uh, I never consider myself a, like an employer or any. That would be the wrong way, the wrong wording. You know what I mean? But I yeah. feel like. People that are helping me out, I feel in that situation, I feel responsible for a bit. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. and and that takes priority, really, because I'm, I'm, you know, they're helping me do something that I'm trying to achieve. So I get that. I totally get that. And that, yeah, I mean, that's that's very noble too, man. Just to put yourself on the. 
on that aspect of it too. That's um, but it, it, you gotta, you, man, take some credit, man, and you know, <laughs> take some of that cash, man. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes the other thing is like it's, a, it's I can do, I have the ability to do stuff solo acoustic or yeah. in different in different breakdowns, but uh, you know. At, at what cost sonically, you know what I mean? So I have no problem playing a lot of the stuff, and I hope the songs translate well yeah. with me doing them just acoustic, but certainly the, the, the additional kind of instrumentation makes it a little bit... It, it's The album's supposed to sound the way it sounds in my head, you know what I mean? If you take yeah. some things out of it, it doesn't, so... I get that. And you, I, I heard you on another podcast where they were saying something about, um, you know, you weren't able to play some songs uh, like live and people were like bummed out about it. And you were like, man, some of them just don't transfer like the way they, you know. Yeah, well, that, that usually like, because I'll have a lot of people that want to hear stuff from other other bands too. So like, so, so that's the other confusion of it is because yeah. people reckon from some other projects, the one project I kind of look at is that's the one project I try not to, to uh, you know blend too much of it together you wouldn't hear me do Pinhead in a gang of ones like a, a full band gang of ones set it just doesn't usually happen but yeah some songs just are better on an electric guitar than they are on an acoustic guitar you know yeah uh, there's a lot of masking of uh, <laughs> like mistakes too with electric you could get away with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, some, yeah. yeah, some songs they need it. Some songs they're like, okay, <laughs> I need to, I need to put on that electric to fucking so nobody can hear all these <laughs> like certainly this been fucking people that have done great historically people do great renditions of things and totally change them around yeah but, you know that's not necessarily what what people want to hear or identify with the, the record you know yeah totally yeah I heard you uh, dude, I, I'm, I'm watching your Instagram all the time dude like you're putting out some good content you just covered you did some kind of like little riff on the guitar that you said you were like helping someone with or something like that and it, like is that rock really kind of thing yeah, yeah. My game. dude that riff was it was amazing <laughs> I must have watched it, it like like at least five or six times straight <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was fortunate that he asked me to do it, and it's stylistically, it kind of, it actually sounds better when I've heard it in the mix with this, because you can't, when the video clip, you just hear me with the headphones on playing to it, Yeah. and the, I was cognizant of not trying to, to to be a spoiler with the whole track, and let people hear it in context. Yeah. Is that... Blow blow up his spot, you know what I mean. So, but it's it sounded great. I've I'm, I've been really working hard to try and uh, uh, convince myself that I can play guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, well, you convinced the shit out of me because that was that was a great riff, dude. Oh, uh, thanks, bro. That was spot on, man. I was like, holy shit! I didn't know I didn't know Lenny had that in his bag of tricks, yeah. man. That was... I didn't probably go either. <laughs> No, it was solid though, man. I mean, what you? I don't know how many uh, takes you did. I know you, 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 you had like that opening where you're like, ah, oh, shit, I messed that part up. But yeah, I rolled it a couple times before I rolled tape. Anyway, yeah. you know, like I got. I'm a slow study even when I'm writing licks, so. 
I just sounded <laughs> fucking really good to me, man. So, shit. Um, yeah, thanks, Phil. Yeah, man. Um, well, shit, dude. Um, are you working on anything else, too? Like, I mean, I, a lot of people want to know about Darkbuster and if that's ever I'll coming back. And Well, there's no super plans on that right now. I mean, because uh, everybody that I everybody that have involved in that that is like a band now uh-huh. with those guys have helped me out with it okay and, and we, i consider it like like the moniker says do dark cluster it actually is it not not purposely kind of turn into that but wasn't like a point thing but it's developed into that so the guys that are playing are guys that i consider members of that project uh-huh. and uh and everybody spread out a little bit Maybe after the cycle goes with this thing, I, I feel like it'd be something we'd have to kind of work on. Maybe wanting to do something new too, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. song-wise. But have it making sense, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, I get that. I get that. I well, mean, we're open. You guys ever get hit up by like any like festivals or anything like that? Like, I mean, it, people talk about it a lot. I mean, obviously, like, well, the, you know, the Stern Brothers have had us out to do to do that a few years back. <clears throat> so yeah. it's always on the this table, but you know, to actually go out and do any to actually make it work, you, you got I got to float. But like one offs don't really do a lot because everybody's in different places too, and oh, yeah, so yeah. bring together a couple of things so that at least people go home with a couple of dollars in their pocket, and and that that doesn't really start to make sense unless you have something that you're promoting, you know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's got to be tough, man. Like if somebody wants like, you know, Street Dogs or Dark Buster to come out and they get everyone together, and that's like a whole fucking thing. People just don't really they're just like, "Why can't you just play?" You know, like Yeah, I mean, just any anybody doing those one-offs like like uh like Chuck Reagan just did, went did uh like a three three date or it was very it was only three or four dates in Germany then he was just he had just come back he hadn't been back for long and then went back and did but to make it work because it's it's like it's hotel rooms it's a lot of shit involved it's yeah. hey nobody that I know even guys that are in in uh, fairly successful bands are, are make it pulling Bill Gates money man you know it just doesn't that's not how it works you know yeah yeah that's true man even um, like like I said I'm friends with the last gang and like uh, Robbie the drummer hasn't been able to go I mean I think he's got like some family responsibilities and stuff too but I mean I'm not trying to put his shit out on the thing but it's like it, touring for a lot of people is just not doable man it's like you yeah. gotta stay home and make money dude <laughs> yeah it's a hot thing man yeah for sure well dude anytime you guys are if you're out here anytime man hit me up dude I'd love to have you in the studio and like maybe do a couple songs or something dude or I would love that yeah it'd be cool man like we got I, I had a, this band what would what would Chuck do and they're actually their name is you just brought up Chuck Reagan they um that's what their name derives from dude it's like oh, no yeah they <laughs> they um they're like what would Chuck do uh, you know like that was like their moniker and then they just changed the name to like that that they just named themselves that but they were in the studio and uh we got some we got some pretty good recording on it dude and well, that's um, rad yeah i'm trying i'm trying to i really want to get 
Bands in here, you know, play live. I got like the recording stuff for it. Um, but yeah, man, if you're ever in town, dude, that'd be great. I'm, I'm over by uh, in Pomona by the Glass House, like pretty oh, much. Cool. I'm sure you've heard of the Glass House and all that. Yeah, so. I, think, I think I played it once. That's I think cool. I, I, want, I want to say Doc must have did a gig with the, with the others years ago there. Oh, nice. That would be a fucking great show. <laughs> That's a fucking great oh, yeah. show. Oh, speaking of shows, man. Okay, so uh, we, we could pretty much end this up, but um, usually at the end of the episodes, I ask my yeah. guests, um, what what would there be their dream concert if they could put together any set lineup, uh, Living Dead, made up bands, um, whatever, dude. Like, what? Who would be your dream lineup? Oh man, I mean, it's like it—it ha- it have to be so like I can do multiple bands on one bill. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, man. It's your own con- Like, uh, let's say you're booking a concert, and uh, let's say you can. Uh, that, yeah, you can. Way you can even be like, oh, the Beatles with me playing yeah, that, guitar. It'd be on. Yeah, it'd, it'd be probably yeah. Like Beatles could headline. Okay. I guess we give them that. We pay them that respect anyway. Yeah. Uh, I I probably I've been watching a lot of YouTube clips. Uh-huh. Yesterday I was on, I was on this Tom Petty uh, kick. Okay. And uh, I'd want to see him again. I, I got to see him on the damn torpedoes tour. He was really on fire. And uh, I was just watching some recent stuff because he. He could see he was maybe struggling on the performance end of things in some of the later videos. Oh wow! Just before he passed, and I'd like to see him at the top of his game again. That would be and, cool. Uh, it, and then I'd have to see the Ramones as a full lineup, like like they were, because I saw them a bunch of times, and I'd want to be a little bit more present for for that, you know. Okay, and you have that song called uh, "Beat on the Brat" too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the, with, is that with the Piss Poor Boys? Exactly, yeah. yeah that, boys right. Dude, that song yeah. is so good. I love that song, man. Oh, thank you, man. It's crazy because I just wrote a song myself that it's like a Ramon song. It sounds like kind of like sedated or something. And it's, yeah. like a, it's like an honoring them. And then uh, I heard your song and I was like, well, scrap that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the idea anyways. To, yeah, that's uh, cool. Pay, pay homage to the to the guys that made it apparent to me, you know. Yeah, and I, dude, as soon as I heard your song, I was like, I can't do it better than that for for sure. So like, I'm just totally just ixnay that song for sure. No, I don't do that, bro. You don't have to think of it in terms oh, of no. better. Dude, my song was my song is not not very good, but your song dude, oh. your song hits at home, dude. Like it's like exactly what. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's exactly what I would have wanted to say, but you said it like perfect. So, well, thank you. Yeah, it's a great song, man. All right, so you got Ramones, you got Tom Petty, and you got the Beatles. Is there you got yeah. a, you got like a small town opener for that one, or? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's see. Uh, well, would you open up I, the I, show? No, I don't. I wouldn't want to put myself in the. Actually, okay. if I could, if it, I probably won't be able to name a specific band. Uh. I'm a little small uh, live, uh, live venue, and I see so many kind of good bands that come through. I'd want to throw somebody that nobody would, nobody knew of on on that on the bill, so that they could get some exposure and and, uh, and maybe get seen by some bands that were doing some things too. So. That would be fucking cool, man. That's that's a yeah. That's how you got to do it. That's what the openers are for, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that was something that the Barstones and the Dropkicks and, and guys in the, in the New England area really were so good at driving home is uh, they were off when they got in a position to where they could help other bands that they liked that were regional bands or whatever. Yeah. They were always paying it forward in that regard and trying to help other bands. And that, that, that still seems really, really impo- like a really, really important lesson in the music scene to me, you know? Yeah, I totally agree, man. You know who's really doing a good job with that too is uh, the Interrupters, dude. When they, when they could put on their own... Um, people and they're yeah. doing their own shows. Like I, I've come away with seeing some of their openers that they personally handpick, and I've I, I'm huge fans of now. Like it's yeah. I mean, that, 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 like the first time I ever met those guys was Street Dogs on a run. Uh, a ten, we did a ten day uh, kind of northeastern run, uh-huh. and interrupters were on that bill, but but the Boston's headlined that, so that it's, oh. there you go. And it's like, and I think that they probably they're such good people, the interrupters, that they probably don't take that, didn't take that stuff lightly, or didn't go uh, didn't go beyond them. They knew, they understood, you know. So, oh, so th- those guys are they're the nicest motherfuckers of all time. I agree. They actually, uh, they, my photo is their second album cover. Yeah, their second, the second, uh, fuck, I don't even know the name of it is. (laughs) I'm so bad with names. But it's, uh, the the silhouette one? Yeah, the silhouette one. That's, yeah, it's my photo. Oh, rap. Yeah, so, yeah, and they, dude, they, they were so cool. Like, they, they saw that photo and they were like, hey, man, we might want to put it on the album. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. And then, um, yeah, they had a, they had a, a New Year's Eve show, and they were like, hey, man, come out to this. It was Rancid, Mighty Boston's, uh, several others, but they hadn't had me come yeah. out, and they, they got me backstage, and they were like, hey, man, we just want to show you where your photo would be, you know, like if you if you say yes or whatever, and then they showed me it was the cover, and I was like... That's, that's so cool. Yeah, I was like, fuck. That's amazing, dude. So my wife was like, don't cry right now. <laughs> don't cry. Yeah. You're backstage <laughs> at the show. Just man up right now. I was like, all right, cool. I'm good. I'm good to go. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're, I mean, so nice about it. And, and then the only thing I ever asked for, too, was like, um, you know, just get me in the shows, like, so I could, you know, take photos and shit. And that, they were like, okay, yeah. cool. And they've been, they've been true to the world ever since. They, 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 they're the type that will always remember that, I think, you know? Yeah, they, and they have, man. They, and I have, like, one of their numbers and, you know, you know, whatever. And they've done, I've had the twins come out. They have a side band called Sid and the Twins. And uh, they're fucking dope, dude. They're like a little, like, screeching weasel type band. <laughs> They're, they're insane musicians, everybody in that band. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're good, man. They're good. Makes me, makes me upset that I'm, I'm old and, and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, bro. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 
I take the uh, self-deprecating route, but I mean, those are just, they're, they're machines that are so great to watch live, and they they, uh, they play their asses off, and they deserve everything they got, you know? Dude, not only that, but they're like, they're like on another level of professional, dude. Like, they're helping other bands load in and load out. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen them do it all, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, enough. Enough with the good guy routine, guys. <laughs> when do you guys turn evil? Well, there's a trick. Like, it's not a routine. They just genuinely nice nice folk you know? I know it's crazy and I've met I've met their parents dude they're fucking the nicest people also <laughs> like it's, it's cool man. yeah for sure alright man well uh, it was incredible talking to you dude uh, anytime you want to come back on here and promote anything whatever come on dude you know all right, I will, I will take you up on it. And I really, really appreciate it. Just uh, thanks to you and thanks to everybody listening. And I appreciate the opportunity, man. What's up, everyone? Thank you for listening to another episode of the King Rock Podcast. Uh, sorry we didn't have Adam uh, co-hosting once again, but this was a East Coast call. So it was early in the day. But um, hopefully we'll get him on uh, the next one or something like that. But also, I just want to give a huge uh, thank you to Lenny. Again, dude, so awesome. You're such a good dude. Your music fucking kicks ass. Uh, we hope nothing but the best for you. And uh, I want to also want to give a huge shout-out to my homie Sarah. She uh, bumped her head skating, ice skating. Uh, heard her dude went ice skating, uh, and she got hurt. So I hope nothing but the best for her. Speedy recovery. She's actually the one who got me into Lenny's music. And uh, after hearing it at a Last Gang show in Las Vegas, she got stoked and was like, I, I didn't know who, who the song was covered, you know, and she told me and she said immediately go out and check out all this stuff. And I did, and I've been a huge fan since, uh, since that day. So I hope nothing but the best for Sarah and her dude. Uh, speedy recovery. Um, we're we're uh, we're really pulling for you, dude, and hope you're hope you're all right. Also, um, <clears throat> Lenny also is Americana Artist of the Year up up for Americana Artist of the Year um, in Boston for the Boston Music Awards. So if you want to go vote for him, BostonMusicAwards.com/vote. Um, you could vote. Uh, the big night uh, is December 14th, so I think you could vote all the way up until then. He's nominated, so come on. Come on, punk rock family. Let's go. Let's rally around and uh, let's vote for him. Let's Come on. Let's do it. Um, he was super nice enough to give us a song right now, which I'm going to play. Um, this episode should air on the date of his album release, which is November 18th. Again, uh, huge shout out to everyone. Thanks, thanks for listening, Lenny. You're fucking awesome, dude. And Sarah, get well. Thanks for listening, everyone.
Mind.